Hello friends, my name is Paige Harmon and this is my podcast, Inexperienced at Life. Hello everyone. Hello, hello, hello. It's so good to be back on the podcast. I know some of you have missed me, maybe some of you haven't, yet you're still listening, so... There's that. (laughs) Anyway, it's good to be on the podcast. How is everybody? I hope everybody's doing well and surviving and thriving and doing all the things. So it's good to be back. I've missed being on the podcast. And to be honest, I, with my little sabbatical that I took, I didn't realize how many people actually listen to my podcast. So thank you, listeners. Thank you. I appreciate you listening. I just do this basically as a hobby and for fun because I really enjoy podcasting. I didn't think I would like it. I, you know, stepped out on a limb and here we are. So it's good to be back. Uh, Today, I'd like to dive in and talk about something that's been like a reoccurring theme that I've noticed like in the last probably month and You know, it all started when I was on social media. So when I was on my Instagram account, uh, this couple of accounts popped up and it's all, most of them, like the two that I caught, that caught my eye, I should say. One was like an internet safety uh, lady who talks all about like being safe with your kids with the internet and when should your kids have phones and be on social media. So that definitely caught my eye. And then another one that caught my eye, you know, I can't remember their handles, to be honest. And if I do remember, great. If not, I I really don't. But I'm sure you could find lots of accounts on Instagram that are similar to that. I think one of them was called maybe Bookworm or something. I don't know. But I'm sure if you like type in that you can find kind of who I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I don't remember people's names or Instagram handles. But the other one was talking about kind of how it's, she had a similar account, but one post that caught my eye that I read on her Instagram that I was like, say it louder for the people in the back, y'all, was she posted kind of like an infographic, not an infographic, but you know, when you jump on Instagram and you can slide through the multiple slides that they have, she posted something like that, where it was talking about parents, why you should let your kids fail. And that immediately caught my attention because I'm like, let's read, let's dive into this. Let's unfold this. And I really can't. So the, I can't remember everything that she quoted and that she said but the overarching theme was what like letting your kids fail is actually healthier for them than not letting them fail and I 100% agree with that um I'm sure you can jump online and find statistics of how letting kids struggle and teens struggle with trying something and failing and how it helps them become a better person. They're more successful in life. They know how to cope better. They have 
like better mental toughness, which all of that I think I'm going to address here in my podcast is just like my personal opinion, which 100%, I would have to agree that you should let your kids fail. So number one, I think you should let your kids fail is because it'll teach them perseverance and how to cope with failure. Don't get me wrong, it really does suck as a parent to watch your kid work hard or go through something that is just, they've either have been trying or kind of like half-assed been trying and then you see them fail and it's like, Okay, this kind of like not backfires on the parent, but you as the parent have like deal with it too. It's like when you ground your kid, you're also kind of grounding yourself too because you have to remember to follow through and be consistent with your discipline and with the consequences. And it's the same with like going through the failure with your kid where you're like, oh man, I'm sorry because I want to see you like thrive. But I feel like for parents, this is a great opportunity to approach their child and really talk to them about what happened and why they failed and what can they learn from this and I think too is talking about failures in a way that it's not taboo so just being open and honest about it one thing that I read too is on a completely different social media site I think it might have been Pinterest where it was like encourage family dinner talk Instead of talking about like how great your day was or how was school or whatever, talk about the failures you had that day and like get perspective from other family members. You know what I mean? You don't have to talk about it every single dinner time, but I actually 100% agree with that because we all know those people who maybe they're in our family, maybe we know them as friends, maybe they're us. Because let's be honest, let's do a little bit of soul searching, have a little come to Jesus with ourselves because maybe we grew up in a family where we, not not sheltered, but just didn't have a lot of failures and you, like life came easy for you and then you hit a certain point in your life and it's nothing but, wow, this sucks and the world sucks and being an adult is hard and this is, this is rough. We all know those adult people that have grown up that way, have been that way, and you look at their life and they wonder why they're stuck on a hamster wheel of basically being enabled by everybody, right? They're enabled by their parents, they're enabled by their spouse, they're enabled or their kids are enabled by their parents and you think you're they're helping them but they're really not. Where it's like you need to take action, you need to be responsible for your your actions and your consequences. So if you're going to skate by and have people enable you a lot of the time and then you get out in the adult world and you go to work and you start working and you're like, well, I don't want to get up today and you don't tell your boss and that's a reoccurring thing and they completely fire you, that's on you. And as a parent, especially, I'm talking from like a parent's perspective, you should not go and pick up the pieces for your kid. I don't care if they're 16. I don't care if they're like 46. Like you are not responsible for your freaking kid's ignorance of like, yeah, I'm just going to be a screw up and not like grow, grow up. Grow up, grow the F up and actually accept responsibility, accept that the fact that mm, maybe I should set an alarm, not be on my phone all hours of the night. Maybe I shouldn't go out and party all weekend and then struggle to get to work on Monday. 
maybe I should have better habits, you know, like I really enjoy having money, but if I can't keep a freaking job or I can't get to my job on time, or if I, I really want a relationship, but I basically sabotage that relationship by not putting in the work or communicating or getting the extra therapy help that either I need or my spouse and I need, that's on you. That is not on your parents, especially when you're an adult. And don't get me wrong, I went on a little tangent here, but if you agree with me, you agree with me because holy crap, it's those people, I feel like, that grow up with that freaking mentality that make life for the rest of us a living freaking hell. And it's the reason <laughs> I'll sit there and say, I'm like, oh, you weren't spanked enough as a kid, but <laughs> some of you are probably cringing at that, but whatever. It's not about the spanking. It's about parents letting their kids have a follow through with their actions and their consequences and letting them fail. Letting them realize like they didn't wake up on time for work when they were in high school, that they get their asses ripped by their boss, that they get fired, they fail a test, they fail a project because their lack of putting action into what they needed to do. Do not, if you struggle as a parent with stepping back and not basically hovering and enabling and helicopter parenting your kid, I would, I would strongly suggest that you stop now. Like it's better late than never. Your kids are probably going to be pissed. There's probably going to be hell and discontent in your home. But guess what? In the long run, your kids will thank you and you will be a better parent for it because I'm sorry, you got to like look at yourself in the mirror and be like, why am I going to bed angry all the time? Like my marriage is suffering and it's, you look at yourself and you look at like, oh, well, it's because I seriously try to solve everybody's problems and I don't want my kid to fail. So I do his homework for him and then I, he turns it in and then he gets a really good grade. <laughs> Are you going to go to work for him when he's 30 years old? Are you going to parent his kids because he can't keep a freaking job, which then after he gets married and his spouse is pissed, so they get a divorce and then he doesn't want to take any responsibility? Like... You got to think about those things. And I'm not saying like just because you help, there's a other like help, not do, but help your kid with their homework. That's not going to happen. But if you do it for them, how in the heck are they going to learn? And especially how the heck are they going to learn if they're always passing because of you and they never fail on their own? So one, failure gives your kids perspective. Two, I think it makes them... Uh, did I say per like one, it's perspective and perseverance, sorry. But then two, I feel like it gives them better mental stamina and strength because not saying like, okay, what I'm saying is failure is hard and it's uncomfortable, but it's kind of like working out when you first do it or when it you first start getting into something, it really sucks. But the more you do it, the more it get like it gets easier and I'm not saying like fail on purpose but if you accept the fact that hey I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm gonna fail mentally you know that and mentally you have like a game plan of like okay when I fail I'm gonna feel sad about it but I'm also gonna kind of look at it learn a lesson from it and then move on and hopefully um learn from that failure not saying like you need like I said you don't need to fail on purpose but when you allow the failure to come to you 
naturally and regularly of in your life, then it becomes easier for you to cope with. It's kind of like the whole trial situation too in life. Like when there's a really hard situation you're dealing with, it's not like you asked for it. It's not like you want it. Just like you don't ask for failure and you don't want failure. But when you go through things and you have kind of like a good game plan on how, okay, this is out of my control. I'm doing the best that I can. This isn't going to last forever. What can I learn from this? When you kind of like talk yourself through it, it definitely becomes not easier, but it becomes less intimidating to handle. It can be the hardest thing you have gone through. But if you take it like day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, whatever you have to do to get through that failure or get through that trial, like it becomes a little bit easier. I don't think we as humans give us enough credit on how freaking resilient we are and adaptive. Not even kidding. You know, you look at history and you look at the people who in history had like terrible things happen to them. They went from living a great normal life to having terrible things happen to them, not by choice or maybe by choice. And then you see how they come out in the, through the end, like they are super resilient. They were adaptive. They had to change. They had to. Cause if you didn't and you're like, okay, this trial sucks. I'm just going to sit on the sidewalk and quit and not deal with this or not deal with my failure or anything. It's like, I'm sorry, but you, you don't really have, you have that choice, but how is that going to help you get through your trial or through your failure, help you through your failure, you know, and it's not. And I just feel like in today's world, like too many people aren't honest with themselves to the point that they're willing to just really seriously do like some in like introspective soul searching and like I said earlier come to Jesus moment with being like you know what like things need to change I'm wondering why like this situation feels like it always happens to me or like I I go to these people and the same thing happens every time and it's because if you pick up on those like repetitive systems and then you see the forest through the trees and you're like huh okay this happens every time And it's like, why? Well, it's because of X, Y, and Z. So once you identify that, it's like, okay, what am I going to do to change it? Do I just like not put myself in that environment anymore? Do I not hang around those people? Do I not choose to have those thought processes because they always make me feel like shit at the end of the day? Like, you know what I mean? Like really trying to identify those certain, you can call them triggers, you can call them hiccups, like, or whatever that kind of make you have this kind of men like this victimhood mentality that inhibits you from getting through the shit that you need to get through you know and I don't know I I'm only speaking personal opinion and personal experience because I've been there I've been there where I've had the victimhood mentality it's everybody else's fault screw all of you like you're the reason why I'm in this situation the first off and, you know, in certain situations in my life, it was true. And it maybe is in your life, too, where it's like, I did nothing to have this to do, not only one deserve this, but to have this happen to me. I've done nothing. But if you sit there in the land of pity and you sit there in the land of victimhood mentality and you're like, OK, even though I didn't do this to myself, like I do need to move on somehow. 
And one of that is swallowing your pride, putting it aside and realizing like, hmm, okay, I am not a victim here. I need to acknowledge the feelings that I am feeling, feel them and then move on, like do something constructive with it. And I have found that the best emotion to get you through stuff is anger. And I'm not saying you need to be angry at everybody, but anger is an emotion. Look into it, read about it. It propels change and it propels action. When you get mad about something and angry about something, you want change. You want something different and it's very cleansing. Like you get it off your chest, you get mad and then you move on, right? Hopefully like healthy mentally individual will just move on but when you rumigate and just fumigate and <laughs> rumigate fumigate like you just sit there and stress about it and don't do anything about it then that's where like anger becomes very unhealthy as with any emotion you can't just like stay happy all the time but you also can't just stay sad all the time you know and <sighs> what can I say life is tough but when you really just kind of Open your mind and your perspective to handling situations a little bit different because you're sick and tired of them happening to you, then holy cow, you've got, you're in control of the driver's seat. So anyway, you know me and my tangents, everybody, like it's a journey here on this podcast. (laughs) So, um, but yes, failure helps everybody and you should let your kids fail and you as a parent like I get it like you really I even look at my two-year-old daughter and I um see when I just let her kind of figure out things on her own sometimes like it's really hard for me to do that because I'm like I don't want to deal with the crying I don't want to deal with the upset kid and having to calm her down and move on from it but I have found the the more and more and more I kind of back off a little bit the better that she she is at her own coping skills whether she falls down scrapes her knee or I tell her like don't jump on that you'll hurt yourself guess what she went ahead and did that it's like okay you gotta learn from your actions and if I come in and I just excuse me I just bubble wrap the whole house how are you gonna learn like how things hurt how are you gonna learn next time when you lay all your toys out in the middle of the room and then you come running fast and then you trip over a toy to like maybe before I start running I should pick up my toys or watch where I'm going or see what's on the ground like you know what I mean so but anyway I just thought I'd pop up pop on here and talk about like why failure is good and I it's just a quick little blip because I was thinking about going into more depth depth about it with talking about like statistics and stuff and how like if you let your kid fail or allow like things to naturally like happen to them and natural consequences that they're better off as a person but I think uh like internally we all know that and there's that thing called your smartphone and google and you can jump on there and probably find out your own statistics on your own just because I am I had the motivation to do a podcast I haven't done it for a while and I really just wanted to talk to you guys and And this is what I talked about because it's just been a reoccurring theme. And, you know, I get it. There are people and there are situations out there where things are out of their control. I also understand, too, that there are people out there that um, they mentally cannot get out of their funk. They just can't. And they need extra help with that, which I totally understand. Like, I'm not 
poo-pooing anybody about that. But I think the majority of people have a pretty good set life. You've got everything that you need for the most part. Like the average person is pretty well taken care of. Yeah, it sucks now because of things that we can't control. But we won't go into that. <clears throat> anyway, um, but the thing is, is just like, you just, you just need to understand that you, I don't know. I just lost my train of thought, guys. I've been off of the podcast too long and now I don't sound professional. Like, <laughs> way to go. Um, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. You're picking up what I'm throwing down, so... I hope that as you go out through your life and if you're a soon-to-be parent or you are a parent or you're a veteran parent, like I feel like this applies to if you've got toddlers or little kids all the way up to if you've got a grown-ass adult children. I'm not even kidding. Like this applies to every parent and whatever stage of life that they're in, I feel like it totally applies to them because if you sit there and look at your life on how... You didn't let your kids fail or you still are not letting your kids fail and reap the consequences of it. Like, yes, it sucks. Yes, we get it. I don't like failing. I don't like seeing my family members fail or my kid fail. But at the same time, I'm like, well, uh, how else are you going to learn, you know? And that doesn't mean you can't go and get the support and the help that you need. Or as a parent, you can't support and help your kid through a failure. Not what I'm saying. Not saying just like throw them in the deep end of the pool and be like, figure it out. No, no, I'm not saying that. There's a difference between help and there's a difference between enabling. And I think a lot of us tend to go on the side of enabling. And that that doesn't help anybody. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Not one bit. I'm not a perfect parent. I've also enabled my kid to like do stuff, but at the same time, I really try to like step back and not do that because we all know how that goes with the whole parenting thing. Just like I talked about earlier, it's just like we've all been either working with, living with, or lived with people like that, and it's just soul sucking. And you don't need that in your life, which I would sit there and argue that. Um, I'm probably going to lose listeners over this, but <laughs> quick tangent, if your family is freaking toxic, I don't think it's bad whatsoever to drop them like it's hot. If you are a stable individual who understands what a boundary is and understands, um, what toxic traits are and understands like, I don't want that type of bullshit in my life. That I, 100%, I think it is appropriate and okay, and it should be more encouraged that people should not keep family in their life that have that kind of uh, just environment that you don't want to be a part of. Even if your family isn't very toxic, but very toxic, <laughs> even if your family isn't toxic, the thing is, is that you can choose to be a part of their life or not. Maybe you just are like, you know what? I love my family to death, but holy crap, like, they just need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit, but I can't change people, but I can also, but I can change me and I can do me. So 
There we go. Another thing I'll recommend is reading the book called Boundaries. Like that's a great book. Highly recommend. One of the best things that one of the best books I read and that book talks about boundaries being a gate versus like opening and closing that gate, but people knowing like where your fence start starts and stops so that there is no question of your property line in relation to like a metaphor for your boundaries. Because let's be honest, like we've all been there where we're either joking around or talking to a friend or whatever and or doing something and we crossed the boundary and we didn't even know. And then either that friend or coworker or family member doesn't tell us until later or you hear through the, oh, this, I hate this. When you hear it through the grapevine and you're like, how come you didn't come up and tell me? So you try to confront them and they're like, yeah, you made me really uncomfortable or they try to deny it. And it's like, if you would have just told me in that moment where your fence line starts and stops, it would have avoided all of this drama. And I am anti-drama, but I also love reading about drama, but I don't like drama in my own life, so. <laughs> there's that anyway another tangent for you here's a is what it is but um yeah you may agree with me you may not but I am 100% pro drop your family like it's hot if they or anybody friends co-workers bosses jobs situations living situations family what have you get mm -mm, girl Boy, life is just way too short for you to be dealing with that crap and living in that hell. So when you see it and you recognize it, respectfully put up a boundary. Be like, nope, we're good. People aren't respecting your boundary. Deuces. Mm -mm. Nope. Deuces. And maybe it's just kind of like my black and white personality and my outlook on life. Like I do not live in the gray a lot with a lot of things. And one of that, one of those things that I don't live in the gray is that boundaries with whoever, whatever it specifically talking about family, if they are toxic and they are bringing you down and they're, they've got some shit that they like heal your shit. You need to take your own walk and journey with Jesus, all of that, like go right ahead and do that. Cause <laughs> I'm going to be doing me and not being a part of that because I've already healed and worked on a ton of stuff on my own. So I don't need to do the work for you again, enabling, and we don't want that. And again, if you're failing on figuring out your emotions and failing on just being in these toxic relationships and systems that feel like they're never ending and always repeating like that's on you I'm not going to be there to fix it I'll let you know and bring it to your attention but like that's on you I'm not doing your work so anyway guys <laughs> thanks for listening thanks for going on this tangent journey with me I'm glad to be podcasting a little bit again here and try to be more regular with bringing good content for you. I'm going to try to have the hubby back on. I'm going to try to maybe have um, somebody else out on the podcast again, because, you know, it's always nice to have somebody else's perspective and not always just hearing me. So, uh, but I always just try to be uh, authentic. I try to bring good, authentic messages here. So if that means I'm off the podcast for more than six months, then I'm off the podcast for six months and you don't hear from me um, because I'd rather give you quality over quantity because I'm sure we've all listened to those podcasts where it's just like okay I'm done listening and 
you just fizzle out with it because you're just like, eh, it's just like not giving me what I need. And I hear you. I hear you, girl. I hear you, boy. Like, I got you and I get you. So I try to give like quality stuff. This may or may not have been a quality episode. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Um, most of the time it's just like, of course, you know, it's my personal opinion. It's my personal take on things. And it's kind of just me thinking out loud, scripted, unscripted. Normally if it's scripted, it's because I have some notes because I need to stay on task because you know me, we go on the tangent journey. We we do all the cliches. We do all the things here on the podcast. So again, thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. I so appreciate it. Um, if you know me personally or whichever, message me. Let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know if you are interested in being on the podcast. Uh, shoot me an email at pageharmon232 at gmail.com and put in the subject line podcast. Um, so that I know that you're interested or you want to shout out and tell me how bad or good I'm doing. Or like I said, be on the podcast or, um, what topic do you want me to talk about with who by myself, with my husband, with somebody else? Like, let me know. Like, this is also your listening platform as well. If you want to listen to something specific, go right ahead. It's, Honestly, since day one, it's been what I felt like I wanted to talk about with the podcast and with you guys with wanting to hear whether you want to hear it or not. So again, if you want to shoot me an email, it's pageharmon232 at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, for listening, and I will catch you next time.